great players win championships, Clint. They and do. Georgia is going to have great players for the foreseeable future. Just for quite some time, Long time. we are stringing together class after class. King Kirby does what King Kirby does. And we're here to talk about all of it today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He is Daniel. I am Clint. If you're on YouTube, get over the audio side to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and review. Download, please. Hit that bell to get notified on YouTube so we can keep on bringing you Hmm. news about the dogs. And today, the news is this. Um, Yep. We have good players. Okay. And we got more good players. Interesting. More than most other teams in the entire nation every mm-hmm. single year. Well, that's that's something. What if we had good coaches to coach those good players? Okay. Now, see now, and what if those good coaches who coach good players get amazing results on the field and then go on to lead productive NFL careers in which they get paid millions and millions of dollars, Daniel? All of this is very interesting. But before we get too far into the podcast, Clint. Um, we well, should you know congratulate that, that Sling. Yes, we should also... congratulate Sling yep. TV for bringing you today's show. And while we're at it, we should congratulate the Alabama Crimson Tide on winning the national championship of Look. recruiting today. Listen, <clears throat> the dynasty is not over. No, Nick Saban is still winning meaningful championships. Correct by have signing the number one recruiting class. Hold Look. on. Clint, when you consistently recruit at a high level and you sign number one classes, and then you don't win actual championships on the field. Sure. Like um, how Bryce Young never has. When you don't do that, what does that make you as a coach? Well, Daniel, what I was going to say is it's the true underdog story. Real... It Real is American inspiration for such a, 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 a kind of a plunky little program like Alabama to be doing incredible yeah. stuff on signing day. But I think what it makes you, Daniel, if you keep on getting these incredible talent and you you don't win, I think it makes you the the world's largest underperforming head coach in college football history. I mean, Alabama fans are, are really feeling themselves. The dynasty's back. Everything is oh, yeah. back together. Um, everything is looking great. And so now all we have to do is, um, well, we got to get a quarterback in there who can, I, I think Milrow will be great. He looked great when he came in to the game. He'll be fantastic. And we went to the transfer portal and we got some, pull, pulled some guys. So that's all going to be great. It, literally anybody with a heartbeat. We're good. It, it's going to be fine. Uh, Jermaine Burton is back. Alabama He's coming fans. so back. we're gonna be fine He's coming congratulations back. to alabama georgia signed yes, the sir. pathetic number two class uh number two like the number of championships that we're attempting to win we in our in in the last two years um so number two is the number we're gonna have to settle for 
here, Clint. But let's start with the cl- with the newest addition to the class, and and what I guess is probably the biggest splash of signing day. Yeah. Georgia had a pretty uneventful signing day, um, but did land a five-star edge talent um, to sort of cap off the class um, in in our guy Damon Wilson there from down in Florida. Uh, really, when you put him together with these other two edge guys that are already in the fold, obviously Mpemba we know all about, yep. and then Gabe Harris as well. This edge class, Clint, that Kirby Smart and Glenn Schumann are putting together, not just this year, but year after year, is second to no other position group on any other roster in the entire country. Look, if you want to get just absolute filth, and we've already seen Michael Williams come in and already contribute at a high level, you're going to get Impemba, you got Wilson, you got Harris, and they're going to slot in perfectly well. I, I was on this podcast a couple weeks ago saying that maybe defensive line is somewhere we can get out into the portal to get depth. Um, we, yep. we fine. Well, we, it just it turns out we that – we're stacked in there for days, and if you listen days. to what if you listen to what Aaron Murray said on the pod today, which by the way, if you haven't listened to that, um, go give him a listen. You go, go give that a listen. Yesterday's episode, um, he said one of the things that stood out to him about this Georgia team was it seems like players are bought in and realize that if I just go to work and do what Kirby says, yep, and I wait my turn, when my turn comes, not only one am I going to get to compete for championships. But two, I'm going to get to compete for championships, and then I'm going to get to go to the NFL and make a lot of money playing the game that I love. And so this this edge depth is critical. Georgia has yes. established themselves on the interior of the defensive line, and guys like Bear Alexander look the part and look like, you know, that Georgia looks like they've got some continued talent coming in there. But I think you're seeing the edge defender emerge as possibly Mm -hmm. the position on Georgia that really stands out from any other program in the country. Absolutely. And we're going to get to a couple more position groups that it seems that Kirby is making a mold right now. For the next two or three years, Mm -hmm. Kirby believes that this recipe is going to get him success into this college football championship. It's, which, the, it's the Santa Claus 2 philosophy of coaching. Is. You know, it they is. put the little soldiers into the thing, and the fake Santa, he makes this army of soldiers, and so it's that's Teas what peace Kirby's to, doing. Tease and peace to your movie nights recently. Listen, Daniel. it's Christmas time, and sometimes you're not the one that gets to choose the movie. You know what I'm saying? And then other times, I, I you are the one that gets to choose, and you watch Santa Claus too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, um, we're going to come back and talk about this replicas that, that Kirby is mm-hmm. making this army of incredible mm-hmm. players. But first, I'll let you know about Bet Bet BetOnline is your sportsbook experts. Oof. They have everything that you need to make these bets. The accounts are emptied. Can I you got, bet on bowl games, Clint? Is that allowed I, at Bet Online? Can you do that? It's allowed to bet on bowl games. You and I have been betting on bowl games. Have we been winning? Have have we been been cashing? Cashing on bowl games. So 
We will have more bowl games to talk about soon next week. But if you haven't, go back and give a listen to the locks that we gave out. We've been making some money. And the place to do that is Bet Online, your sportsbook experts, the official sportsbook of Locked On Bulldogs and Locked On Podcasts, your team everywhere. Bet Online, your sportsbook experts. Yes, the edge Kirby's defenders printing, printing players. Clint, yeah. what position group are we are we going to next? So the edge defender is it's it's tall, it is lean, it is flexible and athletic. Just kind of freak athletes on the edge. Mm-hmm. And then what we want to go next is Kirby has also said, and, and and we might get we might dip into the secondary and receiver here in a moment. But I want to talk about the recipe for inside linebacker. Ooh, okay. Yep. They come in threes. We got three more good ones coming home. We to got roost. three more coming on this year. You've seen, although he hasn't gotten much run, but Ryan Davis is kind of that that third in there. He keeps on filtering in and showing out in a couple of games, mm-hmm. as well as JDJ, as well as Smile. These these guys are there now. We get three more, and <clears throat> they are very fast. And when I say How very fast? fast, I don't just mean fast for a linebacker. Nope. What I mean is fast for receiver, Daniel. What I mean is all of y'all who are sitting up in trees shooting at Whitetail mm-hmm. and, and watching it when you miss and they, they scamper off and, and you see, wow, that, that deer is really fast. Imagine that deer has a helmet on and plays inside linebacker at Georgia. And instead of a gun, you're holding a football trying to figure out who to throw it to. And That's instead of running away SEC. from you, uh-huh. what's he doing? <laughs> he's coming right at you. Uh, look, this Boy. inside Raylan Wilson is unreal. We say freak athlete a lot, and that is yep, true. We do. Probably this an is, overused phrase. It, it probably is. This is a bona fide under 11 second, 100 yard dash runner at inside linebacker with speed and physicality coming out of Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, this guy's a freak. Uh, we got Troy Bowles, a NFL head. He doesn't have any pedigree. pedigree. His, no. He probably has never even had football explained to him in the home. This guy is literally waking up and having cereal with a man that knows more about football than you've forgotten about your Christmas present you just wrapped. That's correct. Okay. Um, and then CJ Allen, who, by the way, like you want to talk about middle linebacker, middle linebacker, this C.J. Allen kid. I know the other two are freak athletes and got pedigree, but don't sleep on C.J. Allen because he might be, he might be when all is said and done, the most pure inside linebacker of these three. He just, he, he's a hitter, Clint. He's, he's a, he likes to hit things. I, if we were to give out Monty Rice Award. Hello. Put, put hand on you, you go down. C.J. Allen might get that award in a couple of years. That's this, again, you're talking about Kirby and the kind of player that he wants and the kind of mold that he's trying to create in this fast, physical, sideline-to-sideline, inside yes. linebacker. Kirby yes. knows that with the way that offensive football, it, 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 the way it goes right now, yes, do you have to be able to defend the run straight up the middle? You absolutely do. We do that with a defensive line, and you got to be able to bring your pads, and you got to be able to get people on the ground in the run game 100 percent, you have to do that but just as much playing inside linebacker these days you've got to be able to navigate sideline to sideline maybe it's a boundary run maybe it's a run way outside maybe it's a toss maybe it's a reverse but more likely it's a bubble screen more likely it's some flare out to the flat more likely it's a shallow cross coming coming over the middle 
more likely it's uh, you know, little hitch routes where the tight ends trying to find open space over the middle of the field. And you have got to have guys that can close space quickly. And Georgia fans, you, you've seen it over and over again how important this is from yes. guys on our own team. You didn't see JDJ come in and play right away. You're not going to see all these guys come in and play right away because – you still got some dudes on that defense that aren't going anywhere. For because JDJ is not anytime going anywhere. Soon. Smile, Smile Monday, Monday. not going anywhere. But, no. but again, you come to Georgia, you learn from Kirby Smart, you wait your turn, and then all of your dreams come true. And I wish I were underselling that, but unlike going to a school that i don't know signs the number 1 class in the country and then brags about it as if they've won anything when you come to georgia you actually get to win and compete for championships and then go on to the nfl and make all that money um i love this middle linebacker class i really do i think wilson yeah. bowls um and um What's it? Oh, hair is it? Uh, Allen, CJ Allen. Yeah, CJ. Um, yep. I was. Uh, yeah, I love this class. I think these three guys are are going to be around at Georgia for a very long time. I think they're going to do. do uh, two really quick well. comments. You just talked about getting the number one recruiting class and throwing a banner up. I'm going to liken that to another team that I was following near and dear for quite some time, and just watching a lot of what they're doing early earlier maybe 20 years ago or so but really quick daniel as i go down this list of incredible uh athletes mm -hmm. the splash daniel wilson it, impimba uh Raylan wilson troy bowles mm -hmm. uh, tyler williams a wide receiver we're going to get to gabe harris already mentioned mm -hmm. something's really there seems to be something that's common between all of them. Well, yeah. it's probably that they come from a place that there's no other options. There's nowhere for them to go play football. And so... Well, would you want to play for Gus Malzahn, they're the forced, best head coach in Florida right now? They're forced to come play for Georgia because... I don't know if you know what Dan Mullen... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not his name. Um, the elite Junior. recruiter that Florida got. That um, oh yeah yeah I can't remember he was going to replace her name's more. Katie she came from yes that's right they stole her away yeah um, from us so the new Dan Mullen I uh, know oh, I'm sorry that's not fair that's not fair Dan Mullen typically Dan won his bowl games junior he typically won his bowl games he yes. typically he typically finished um, you know substantially over 500 on the year so that's not a fair comparison i wouldn't think no it's not fair at all Daniel. uh yeah a lot of players out of florida a lot which of players is interesting florida. <clears throat> um, um another thing just again bama to go back to you bama fan that's already here you're always here well you got it's, nothing else to do yeah i mean this time of year um, it's recruiting and then you gotta go watch basketball usc for a number of years won the number one recruiting championship title mm -hmm. all the time with Pete sure. Carroll, Will Ferrell was on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg was in the stadium. It was Big it was an incredible happen. time, incredible time. Yeah. Uh, Texas beat you. Mm -hmm. uh, you got all them Pac-12 wins and highlights, but you were not the dynasty that people thought you were going to be. And do you know what happened soon after all those number one classes came in and they got 
this this last couple of years at Alabama reminds me a lot of that. USC didn't have the pedigree that Bama had in years past. Oh wait, it, they they sort of did. They sort of won. They were sort of, but not to the Bama level. Admittedly, it just there's a lot of feels towards that direction. Yeah. I just I just caution you, Bama fan. When well, you get who all signed the number one up, class last year, they did pretty well, right? They did pretty well. Alabama yeah. fans, who signed the number one class last year? Y'all made a big deal about it. Um, oh, it was Texas A&M. And how did they sign that number one class? The only way they got all those good players to go to that school was they did some uh, – what did they do? What did they do? I can't remember. Oh, they paid them. Hellcats. Hellcats. Oh, that's A&M. interesting. And then what happened when those players didn't win at Texas <clears throat> A&M? Look. They all just – Look, Bama's different. Bama's different, Daniel. Are Dan- they? No, they're not. Uh, Uh, We're going to come back after this and talk about another position group that Kirby is making a mold out of right after this. Daniel, I think the other mold that is happening, inside linebacker, edge Mm -hmm. defender, Mm -hmm. there's two on the offensive side of the ball, and it's very, very clear as day to see. Okay, it, It is just the most obvious thing in the world. Tight end. Two. Yep. I, I only see one because I, I, we, I call it a pass catcher. Uh, yes, thank you, Daniel. Okay. I was talking position group. If yeah. you're talking offensive concept, which yeah. is what we should be talking, then yes, you're talking pass catcher. And the pass catchers that are allowed to put a hand in the ground, I guess they're all allowed to put a hand in the ground, but the ones that typically do more than others, tight end and then wide receiver. Kirby has a mold in which he is working and making and creating. Mm-hmm. And that mold at tight end is you it. are giant. Yep. You run like a gazelle mm-hmm. and you catch like you are Megatron. That's, That's the mold. Just pluck the ball right out of the air and enter Pierce Sperlin, the next in a long line. Uh, and by the way, Georgia might not be done at tight end we, in this class. We got we got one more on the way. Hold on. <laughs> Hold that thought because I'm sorry, could you even take – could Georgia even take multiple tight ends? Would that even make sense? I mean – would they ever even use multiple tight ends in a game? Look, you can't you can't put tight ends on the field. There's only one tight end, Daniel, to put on the field. That's true. I play fantasy football. You only get one tight end. That's what I've been told. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the pass catchers because Pierce Sperlin's certainly um, a, a formidable one. Uh, but you you pair him with this wide receiver class and Clint, the wide this receiver wide mold. Receiver. When they put them into the machine, you know, there's like the reduce, what is the yeah. middle one? Like duplicate or, yeah, and then enlarge. Yes. When they put the wide receiver into the machine, they turn it to the fourth setting, which is speed. Speed. It just, give me the speed version. Just got a lightning bolt. Of that guy. Bolt. Yeah. And you look at this wide receiver class, Clint. Tyler Williams, who you mentioned a moment ago, uh, certainly brings a elite track speed. Elite. But then you add Anthony Evans, the one-time Oklahoma commit, to this yes, mix. Sir. Then you add Yazid Haynes to this mix. And then you add Raymond Cottrell to this mix. You have got guys that are... Three of three, three of which in the six two six three range, yep. so they've got size, and all of which can absolutely run uh, lightning fast down the field. Yes, sir. I have seen people wondering if this is the best wide receiver class that Georgia has ever signed, and the- so I'll ask you, Clint. 
Yeah. Is it the best wide receiver class Georgia has ever seen? Uh, as a composite of pass catchers, undoubtedly. Mm. Ceiling-wise, I mean, Jorge Pickens is going to be next year a top five wide receiver, and in three years will be the best wide receiver in the entire league, like, like we've always said. Okay, so it's hard to beat that. However, top to bottom, composite, best class of patch, pass catchers, UGA has assembled bona fide, Daniel. It, it's a position of much needed depth. Yeah, we need more dudes at wide receiver specifically. Obviously, tight end room is just a revolving door of talent. I don't care what the number is; just pay the man. You understand what I'm trying to say I, about I, Coach I, Hartley? I do. I do. <laughs> pay Coach Hartley. Like right you now, just, you do this. All of it. You say, "Hey, Coach." Um, Normally, I write on a piece of paper and I slide it over your way. Here's what we're, we're gonna. Why don't you write on a piece the of piece paper? The piece of paper is a check, and it has your name on it, and I've already signed it. You just write an whatever number it is that makes you feel comfortable in your heart. Um. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hey, Georgia sound, needs sound a little too, little too dabbo there with that one. Georgia, <laughs> can we not? I can't. <laughs> We were going to get through this entire episode without mentioning the laughing stock of college football. Absolutely not. That man is an embarrassment. Atrocity. Yeah. Um, Okay. Georgia needs quality depth at wide receiver. Are all, let's just say what it is. Okay. Are all of these guys going to hit at Georgia? No. No. They are not. All wide receivers do not hit check in on Alabama's five-star wide receivers that number one weren't real wide receivers therefore couldn't catch passes in the national championship game when their only wide receiver on the roster went down with injury number two transferred to Texas couldn't cut it there and are now transferring again let's all wide receivers are not going to hit period Okay, for every and especially at Georgia, because Kirby demands certain things. Yes, it demands that you must perform yourself as a professional, not just a pass catcher. You're a football player who is primarily catching passes. That's your role. That's right. And so not all wide receivers are going to hit. No, but you've got to give yourself. This is for really solid opportunities for somebody for one, two Yep. of these guys to really develop into into elite weapons for the That's University right. of Georgia. Um, Georgia has proven that you can do it without the number one, number two overall wide receiver in the class, the five-star freak elite guy. We have we, – we did get George Pickens, the big flip from Auburn. We did. But – you know, we didn't get Jaden Hazelwood. We didn't get a lot of these guys. Like these, and thank these, goodness. I mean, come on, these big freakish guys that we went after. Yep. They we swung and missed on a lot of those guys, and different programs have won different ways. Uh, other programs like Alabama, when they were winning championships, if you can sort of try to remember <clears> back, they were doing that with that caliber of wide receiver. Georgia has shown that you don't need that caliber of wide receiver to win the championships. You just need – you do need playmakers, though, at the but position. Again, 
And these guys give us opportunities to land solid playmakers at wide receiver. But again, Daniel, what what if I was to tell you that Todd Munkin has taken a team mm. that doesn't have those depth mm-hmm. talent wide receiver That's right. and made them one of the most efficient passing teams in the entire league. Well, that's interesting. And then what if I was to tell you <clears throat> that's the floor? Oh, no. And it only goes up. That's it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It's interesting. Um, the last uh, guy that we'll mention on here, the last two maybe, Kirby likes to find these three stars, Daniel, that should oh, be four let's stars. Little, let's talk about a little three-star love here. Let's get three-star love because they're three stars that should be four-star that Kirby has done. They've done this all the time, guys. Talent evaluation is off the charts at UGA. Hey, here's a tip. Here's a tip. If you're um, if you're like a Georgia beat writer, why don't you ask Kirby about the star ranking of some of his players? Go ahead. He loves to talk about that. Go ahead. He, please ask him about the star rating of some of his players that he has. He, I think that would be an interesting question for him to answer. Go ahead and do that. If Kirby. If Kirby could, he would he would literally treat you like a little kitten and just pick you up by the back of your neck mm-hmm. and walk you out the door yeah. of the of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh Kieran Jones running back, Daniel, that's coming in and is gonna get flipped to DB. Yeah, he ain't said. no running back here. No, no, not here. We um we already have him. Uh Robinson is we'll, we'll get oh. to him in a hot minute. He ain't no three star. Uh, but uh, Jones is going to be flipped over on the defensive side. This is another thing. Kirby takes these developmental players, tries to find a place for them, develops them really well. We've seen three-star DBs perform very, very well under Kirby and then go on to make huge careers, so keep an eye out for him. Look, all your other fan bases, when you go back and you're wondering in three years, who's this cat? Mm. in the Who's this Jones? Where did he come from? Why didn't we get him? Remember this day. He was a running back. He was committed to UNC. He's he's now in the fold for UGA, uh, and Kirby's going to do something with him. Uh, now, Daniel, let's go back to the running back of this class because last year we took two. This year we took one who runs over you as if he's two. Um, you understand that we're talking about somebody that, that this guy's not like – don't try to compare him to someone right now. Two. To anyone. Because this guy's not like that guy. 6'1", 230, but I I saw him, Daniel. And, in, and if I were just to uh-huh. look at him with San Diego, California. To, San Diego, just California. All the way on that other coast, and he yeah. said, I'll come out down to the SEC. That's That seems like my kind of football down there. Do you understand that how that works? That seems like my kind of football down there. That's all you need to be said right there. Yeah. This guy's got some wiggle in him. He's got some speed in him. But more than anything... Oh, my gosh. That's just a big dude that will just run you over. Won a, won a state championship and uh, was a major factor in doing so. Um, it, this this class I feel very good about. We got a couple of guys that I think under the right tutelage are going to do very, very good. We didn't get to the other DBs. We didn't get to the safeties. If you want to go back and look at the, the This two- defensive back class is, is sneaky good. I mean, obviously, A.J. Harris, everybody <clears throat> knows. But this defensive back class is sneaky good. Um, yeah. We might need to talk to John Garcia tomorrow. Aguero, it, it, by the way, like like you want to see a dude who, who's who got a little bit of, of vibes to some other safeties who literally yep. knock people's heads off. 
Literally. In a good way. I'm using, I'm using our boy Richard LeCount in a good sense there. We love Richard. Um, there's, there's some sneaky good stuff. We're making incredible leaps and bounds with defensive back edge and pass catchers. This is where our bread is being buttered right now for UGA recruiting yeah. the last two or three years. Those three position groups. Yeah, and you throw in some quality offensive linemen as well. I mean, yep. like there's no there's no holes in the class. Obviously, there's no quarterback in the class, um, but you know there's no there's no holes in this class. It's not like you no. look at oh well yes, but Georgia didn't get any this position. That's not. It's not there. There are guys that we wanted that we didn't get. Congratulations <clears throat> to Alabama. Signed some really good players. They some, did. Some really great players. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where those players finish their careers and if they can win a championship at that second school. But Georgia got some really good guys. Um, I'm excited to continue to get to know them. And uh, as we mentioned, John Garcia coming on the pod tomorrow. We're going to ask him to get into the weeds on some of these guys. Uh, talk about some under, maybe some under-the-radar prospects, maybe some potential day-one starters for the University of Georgia. John's the guy that a year ago was on this podcast talking about, I don't know much about much, but I would watch out for Michael Williams because I, I don't see a world in which he doesn't play. Oh, he told us. At Georgia. Daniel, he told he us. He told us. And uh, he right. He was right about that. So if you want to hear who John Garcia thinks is next year's Michael Williams, then you might want to tune in tomorrow tune to in. the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, and we will, uh, we'll see you all then. See you.